Hello, and welcome to Shelf Check, a podcast about books, pop culture, and families, both those you were born with and the ones that you found. Shelf Check comes from Arlington Public Library in Arlington, Texas. I'm Mark. I'm Tamara. And I'm Miranda. Well, let's talk about families. This is, I guess, technically our Thanksgiving podcast or one around that. And we are thinking Thanksgiving-ish. <laughs> Thanksgiving-ish, end of November. Yeah. Um, and uh, not the Canadian Thanksgiving because they just do it at the completely wrong time. Yeah, but, apparently uh, during uh, World Series play, yeah. uh, playoff games for some reason. Actually, yeah. I mean, I don't know. events that are Thanksgiving are yeah. common around the world at various times. I right. think that was it, uh, the Chinese... The Chinese festival, mm-hmm. I think they're... Eh, it doesn't matter. I guess it, it, it makes sense. In, in Canada, harvest comes a little bit earlier because right? things are completely frozen over by oh, the end true. of November. That's true. But, uh, <laughs> so we're in winter. <laughs> we were thinking about uh, uh, gratitude and families, and I uh, know a lot of you have the opportunity to see your families this mm. year. You mm-hmm. didn't last year. And oh, yeah. We wanted to kind of reflect a little bit on literary families and... Um, uh, Love to know uh, your ideas. Uh, you can write in the comments on our Facebook post or uh, or elsewhere. Let us know what families that we missed. Let us know what you had for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh, I'm, I'm already hungry thinking about it. So what, one of the ways I started thinking about this is uh, what families that I've read about or seen in, uh, in TV and movies do I secretly wish I'd been born into instead of my own family? And so those are the kind of families that you want to have. And there's other families that you see, like I said, Godfather and others. Yeah. You go, well, I'm glad I missed uh, that one. Yeah, yeah, that's not my family, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, to start off with, I would like to say something. <clears throat> I do think that families are the most beautiful things in all the world. By, it's by Louisa May Alcott by Little, from Little Women. Ah, okay. And that kind of, you know goes into your first question, what is uh, a family that you wish you were involved in? And and I would say any Louisa May Alcott family is something that idyllic. is <laughs> idyllic. Right. Love them. Uh, they, they have their flaws, That's but true. they still, you know, you, you feel like you're part of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Little Women is the obviously the most uh, well-known, but I actually have a preference to a couple of her other series called Eight Cousins and Old Fashioned Girls. Yeah, so, I grew up with Old Fashioned Girl mm-hmm, as well, which mm-hmm. is a really fun, like, it's a read that leaves you going, oh, it, even, it, it makes you kind of want to live in that time, mm-hmm, to eat the things mm-hmm. they ate, to do the things they did. And you and you really felt like you were the girl that was uh, observing. You were part of, you were, she was the narrator and you were part of her experiences. Exactly, it was that. all new to her. Mm-hmm. It was, it was all new to her. So you were, character. Exactly. Uh, seeing, seeing through her eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. absolutely. And the family was so fun. I mean, they were a rich family. She was a poor girl coming in, into visiting this rich family. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, fish out of water, right? But you still felt fondness and that's great for that for family. for the reader because when the narrator is confused about something, mm-hmm. things can be explained to her. And mm-hmm. you just happen mm-hmm. to be listening over her shoulder as... Things are, are and one of the fun. nice things about that one is like you you meet the people, but like the whole family gets better over time mm-hmm. as they and not just you know as they grow to like her and know her. You get to know some of the quirks of them. The, the, the family themselves interact more with each other through her as well. Right, they become right. more of a family right. with her being around. There's a whole you know, like the, the mother kind of softens to the kids. Mm-hmm. The grandmother was a bit detached. They weren't really the grandchildren weren't really as close to her and then they like had this 
avenue through the main character right, to, to learn right. to love her and spend time with her. It was really I, I, I liked that they got better over time. <laughs> and and likewise um, with Eight Cousins, there were actually two books in this series, mm -hmm. and it was it was a fun little series about this girl once again fish out of water. Um, she was. Uh, she was orphaned, and she ended up living with these like little old aunts. And her uh, her guardian came and took her away, and was just introducing her as a different type of childhood uh, to a different type type of childhood that was a lot more freeing and a lot different than what that society called for at the time. But at the same time, you look at it and you go, well, this is what's normal. I guess it felt a little bit more modern, even though this was written by Louisa May Alcott. Mm -hmm. um, and then she got to meet all of her cousins, and they were all boys, and uh, they were just, every single one of them had a very unique personality. And, That's um, impressive for eight cousins. Yeah, eight? and I think if you're going to have eight cousins in a book, you have to find some way to justify that many. You know, right. very true. Um, just yeah. From, you know, so how are they different? Why do we need all eight? You can say <laughs> if, if, she, if she had a, a modern yes, editor sing, or agent, you know what? I, say, Lucia, could we do a five? Maybe just less confusing for the reader. I, I think that you might be onto something because by the second book, uh, one of them had died. So, oh, aw, yeah, well, that's, yeah. You know, you know it, she the, finally took that note. Well. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we have a rewrite for you. Yeah. <laughs> Means the grief. Oh, that's yes. so sad. Especially yeah. when I think of Little Women having more than one more than one in the series. Then <laughs> Beth died in Little Women as well. <laughs> Spoilers for Little Women, sorry. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, you know, Deaths and books. It is interesting because we talk about losing my alcohol. People who are, many people are going to be familiar with Little Women, especially with mm -hmm. the more recent adaptation that was mm -hmm. done. But that's taking place... Um, just around and then directly after the Civil War period. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely it's a different century of time, similar to the other ones there. So when we're talking about it being, um, you know, feeling more modern, we're, we're, she not only was it set during that time, she was going to be just a little bit past that. You know, she was somewhat contemporary to her own writings. Mm -hmm. So it's a totally different sort of like life, family life view that we're getting a, a chance to look at through her. Absolutely. So, okay, I have so, another question. Well, before oh, you do, um, when you think of one of the families that you'd like to join up yep. with, mm -hmm. either because of their adventures, mm -hmm. like in Narnia or, or oh, other yeah. things, Ooh, yeah. um, mm -hmm. what, are, what are some of the characteristics of the kinds of literary families that, um, that you are envious of? But what, what are the, some of the way the, the characters interact? I kind of liked um, how when you have something like Little Women or Pride and Prejudice with the sisters, you know, these sisters, multiple sisters, and as we said, everyone has to have a different personality if there's multiple of them. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I have tons of cousins, and, it's, and it doesn't matter in real life, like, what their personalities comparatively are to each other. But my sister and I are somewhat similar, not in all things, but, you know, we're, we're in the same type. Like, if we were like, oh, are you from like Little Women. Are you Joe? Are you Amy? Are you Beth? Mm -hmm. yeah, like, you know, all these, uh, what's the, the elder sister's name? I don't remember right now. Um, <laughs> Meg. Meg, yeah, you know, which one are you out of out of those characters? And I was like, well, I think both me and my sister would probably wanna be Joe. Like, I think we're right. both, like, like that's who would, we would flock to or whoever, you know okay. what I mean? So I one thing I like about the characteristics is that because of the narrative function, they're all one thing. They're all like, they're all not one, not one thing. They're all only each themselves. Mm -hmm. They're not like mm -hmm. super similar to okay. each other. Mm -hmm. Which that's actually wasn't for that reason, but that yeah. also is what makes for a good BuzzFeed quiz. 
Right. You, know, you, you can't have uh, you which, which sibling argue if they're all kind of yeah. So I kind of I kind of like you you get a, you get a lock like you get the lock on a particular yeah. personality type that you identify with. You're that person. And and I'll say this too. One of the things that I like about or, or I find attractive about families is when they're together, they're connected, um, they might fight, they might, mm -hmm. you know, all be, you know, want to be around, but they all want to be around each other yeah, all the time, right. you know, and uh, you, you can feel their connection, their bond, and I think mm -hmm. the bond is what draws me to a family. And these examples specifically, all pretty much almost all of their troubles are external to civil war, you know, illness, mm -hmm. all these things that are happening, um, so in like things like Pride and Prejudice and Little Women, the Louisa May Alcott stuff. It's all external things, but the family dynamic stays strong. There are plenty of examples of titles, obviously, where it's all about the interior life of, within the family dynamics, yeah. which is a complete, almost yeah. a completely different right. genre of, of literature. Yeah, are, are they up against something larger than themselves? Or are they or are just they... up against each other? Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, again, with that, with that first kind of model, um, Peace Like a River by Leaf Anger, as one of the, the best sort of pictures of one of the characteristics of the family you'd like to be born into is that there's nothing you can do to remove yourself in a good way, that your family will love you back into the fold. Um, there's an older sibling who is uh, charged with murder. Uh, it's not clear whether he did it or not, but he's on the run. And the, uh, his younger sister and his father and the lengths that they go to to uh, to bring him back in mm -hmm. and the the lost sheep, right. you know, yeah. a, a family that doesn't allow one of the sheep to wander off, right. um, yeah. is, is you know one of the things that really resonates with me. Um, what was the title of that one? It's called Peace Like a River. Oh, okay. And um, the 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 daughter uh, Swede is kind of um, similar to, to Scout and and um, and uh, Zoe and and. Uh, not not Zoe, but Franny in uh, J.D. Salinger's work. So look, maybe too precocious, more, you know. Uh, and Scout from Killed Mockingbird. Exactly, okay. maybe too wise. How did they get so wise right. at, at that age? Okay. But um, uh, if you forgive that flaw, and mm -hmm. it's easy flaw to forgive, <laughs> um, she's she's just a fantastic character, and uh, uh, just the the way that they uh, they pursue uh, the family member who's who's going astray. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because oh, you and, don't oh, want to, I was just going to say, um, that is another part of, of that bond that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't want to to lose a family member, no matter what they're going through, what no matter how contentious a, a situation might be, you don't want to lose that family member, and you don't ever want them to, to suffer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, so those are some really, I think, interesting you know uh sort of aspiring families mm -hmm. like and definitely like, like we said like the things like like the pevensies from chronicles of narnia yeah. they have some fighting in between them although that's really kind of resolved by the second book mm -hmm. of the mm -hmm. series but because mm -hmm. it's so much external conflict is right. happening mm -hmm. when edmund goes astray they right. don't necessarily right. want to bring him back in mm -hmm. right away until they have a better idea of what's going on what was the oldest sister's name i can't remember it's uh, susan susan and uh -huh. she had had vanity issues yeah, well, that I, I'm going to go ahead and chop later on. I'm going to chop that up to uh, the author having some interesting ideas about women. <laughs> you know, that is a good point because as I was reading that section, uh -huh. I was just like, "What is the issue?" But anyways, yeah, anyway. she's just 
that's maturing a and becoming an adult, but you know, mm -hmm. whatever. Okay, so I have another quote. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. You must remember family is often born of blood, but it doesn't depend on blood, nor is it exclusive of friendship. Family members can be your best friends, you know, and best friends, whether or not they are related to you, can be your family. Trenton Lee Stewart from the Mysterious Benedict Society. Oh, okay. So that kind of like opens up to families that are not necessarily born by blood. Mm -hmm. yeah. But once again, there's those bonds that we talked about. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are some kids that were thrown together, mm -hmm. um, recruited for a mission, and grow to love each other and support each other through mm -hmm. trying to achieve that mission, which is actually pretty similar to the found families in Harry Potter. Right, yes, yes. and Harry Potter, and I, was, and I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about, you know, I think Jane Eyre is a good example of, mm. of, of a, a character, it's a very singular narrative, but it's her quest in her life to, to find family, and she finds some family by blood, but she also makes her family as she chooses. Which I think is really lovely. That's interesting. Um, yeah, as well, you know. And I think uh, another one I wanted to mention, which uh, is one that my book club read, probably most of our book clubs have read it, <laughs> the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Society. My book club never did. Oh, okay, you're special. <laughs> but it is a lovely book that's set during World War II originally and then after. Well, actually, it's set after, but has flashback to it. That is about a group of strangers. And they're all adults at that point. There's a child later in the mix, but they're pretty much all adults who develop this family group really a defective family group um, through necessity in some ways during the war that continues on and and there's a lot of people who don't have anyone else who mm -hmm. suddenly have this family and even an author coming in to like meet them all and finding her family with them as well so hmm. I thought that was really interesting also and actually I'm gonna I got a quote for you as well oh, so wait you know, okay okay so you know that okay so a famous quote blood is uh, so uh, blood is thicker than water. Hmm. So that's not the full quote. That's actually okay. that's actually an adaptation. It's just a bumper sticker version. Yeah, but it, <laughs> but here's the thing. The full quote is the blood of the con covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. Which oh, actually kind of a reversal. it's an exact reversal. It means that the choices that the bonds that you've made by choice, the right. covenant, that that is stronger mm -hmm. than necessarily familiar relations. Isn't that incredible how that's not only shortened but switched over time? Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, true. But I, I, th I think that there is a lot to be said for that because you, you are bond. Once again, bonds. That's mm -hmm. the thing that. Oh, we should have said that as our our extra thing is oh, bonds. bonds. <laughs> okay. But you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, so um, bonds are the things that get you through uh, to help you survive, to yeah. get you through life, to. Uh, to get, you know, I would say my family in, in my workplace. I have mm -hmm. a family in my workplace with, with you guys, with the rest of our teammates. Oh, if I could reach you, I'd pinch your cheek. Oh, <laughs> I pinched it for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, I have a family at church, you know. Right, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. when you think about, like, who do you spend so much of your day with? We spend, and it's true, we, we spend our days and, and together together a lot. And in fact, even with our team, I feel very mm -hmm. close, but then like I work out at a different branch than you guys most of the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm quite close with the people I work with every day. So who do I see the yes, most? People absolutely. over at our Southeast branch. That's right. true. That's so true. it just depends, you know, your work group and the people that you see, you know, up to eight hours a day, you know, at least five days a week. And then you can go yeah. take that and take mm -hmm. it and put it in like a, a, a 
military setting and mm. you have people who well, you're defending band, on band the brothers or you band have something brothers. like one of the yeah. most the most like one of the most prominent found family stories of recent times parks and rec mm. you know yeah a uh, bunch of misfits that's absolutely and, a found family story yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so i think that's kind of interesting and to some, some extent that other one brooklyn 99 mm -hmm. I, I never watched the office so i don't know if they got there or not i don't feel like the office is as, as warm and fuzzy yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's an underlying element of snark that mm -hmm. keeps that from fully gelling though there's uh mm -hmm. there, there's a sense in which um uh jim and uh folks around him that are very different uh the uh yeah i can't believe what, pam his wife no oh, pam his wife but no the sort of nemesis the, the, oh dwight yeah dwight jim and dwight uh, function a lot like brothers right. in, in a tight yeah. family mm -hmm. where i would say that they show... can't stand each mm -hmm. other but they can't stand not to have each other. No, I mean, like, I, I used to watch a lot of NCIS, and that mm -hmm. one had really interesting, like, the, mm -hmm. the there was the lead agent who was kind of a father figure sort of thing, mm -hmm. and then the junior agents being really like brothers or sisters with each other. And they're was, always constantly snarking at each other. Right, but, but, but they had a, the, but, that snark, mm -hmm. but that snark did not make it feel like they weren't. Yeah, that they weren't, they weren't I think bonded. You, and, and that makes sense, you know, people or, who see each other day, they're, they're, mm -hmm facing dangers same thing like you said military setting you know mm -hmm. you have the brothers in arms concept right. depending on each other for your life common mission mm -hmm. yeah so that's kind of interesting with that as well because yeah found family stuff i do also really enjoy probably one reason why as we've gone into before mm -hmm. i really enjoy sports movies right because yes. the team way more something than you enjoy family. sports yes but you have to have oh this there's sport a new sports movie coming out what's up uh, it's with Zachary Quinto, and okay. it's, uh, oh, now I have to look it up, but it's got, um, sorry, this is, we're really diverging off of our topic but, at hand, but, um, oh, I can't look it up on this part. Don't worry right about now. it. Anyways, we'll, we'll bring bird. that up another time. Hmm. Oh, High Flying Bird. No. No? That's no. an older one. Doesn't matter. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, it's about football. We'll, we'll, so. um, we'll update later, for mm -hmm. listeners. <laughs> anyway, but or, let's or, or check we'll our show notes. Okay, okay. I'm actually, I'm actually going to go ahead and bring down the tone. Oh, okay. no. Because yeah. we've very have, much but... talked about some of the aspirational ones where it's all external conflict. Mm -hmm. And there are lovely, there's tons of lovely ones of found families, things like Anna Green Gables mm -hmm. and, and, and as we said, Little Women, all these great things. And, uh, but that's not necessarily even the most common version of a family story in the world. For right. a lot of them are there for kids, or, but there's plenty of dysfunctional family stories oh, right, in the world as well. Ones that we might even identify a little bit more with ourselves, perhaps. You yeah. never know. So, well, okay, I ahead. think George might have put it best. Okay. Happiness is having a large, loving, caring, close knit family in another city. Right. <laughs> you can visit at your leisure or not. Right. Or, or, or one day a year. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Yeah, actually, I always joke, I always halfway joke, and my sister knows this, so if she ever actually listens to my podcast, <laughs> um, you, uh, she'll know this, but um, me and my sister have always been very close, um, but we also had our clashes. We were four years apart, so her getting into college age, me and my teenagehood at that point, okay. you know, getting into that, uh, we're you know, kind of sniping at each other, bickering a lot. Mm -hmm. She just moved actually up to Denton to go to UNT, you know, University of North Texas in Denton, and it's far enough away. Trips home were usually every couple weekends or so. 
Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, we got along so much better. A <laughs> mm. little bit of space. About a town yeah. between us is right. lovely. I just yeah. I, I went and spent I went and spent time with her this this past weekend. Oh, it was really great. And then I went home, which was also mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it kind of helps. But um, yeah, I actually have one that I wanted to talk about because so this is where you could moderate the dose. Oh yes, exactly. You know, because there, I actually really enjoy within the fam, the family stuff is is stories about siblings. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, my favorite fairy tale has always been Hansel and Gretel. Yes. Because it's one of the few examples of collaborative siblings. Okay. (laughs) Ones that aren't trying to kill each other off of the throne or something. Right. Um, And they survive because of that. Mm -hmm. You know, and then and also because Gretel is much smarter than Hansel, (laughs) and knows how to trap a witch in an oven. But, but. Those, those are very important skills that are not being yeah. taught to our children these days. Problem solved yeah. for one thing. Yeah. So how to not survive uh, well, by being thrown into an oven? And ovens. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but what I really wanted to actually mention, which I think is a, a really uh, an interesting one, is from the mixed up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankenweiler, which is a really fun, like advent, kind of an adventure story book. It's about two children, brother and sister, who end up running away from home. And then, um, and then actually get, uh, sneaking into and living after hours in the Metropolitan uh, Museum of Art, I think it is. That's of art. Uh, there might be, yeah, I think it is the Museum of Art. So they end up uh, just living there. And they like took all their savings stuff, so they were like buying snacks and things. And they and there's some like, there's some wonderful little scenes where they go and they take they take like a quick little bath in like the fountain, mm. and they oh, and they live there. And there's a little mystery that they uncover that has to do with Mrs. Basil E. Frankenweiler, okay. and the whole thing. And and it's wonderful because this brother and sister don't really like each other at the beginning of the book. They don't really get along. Yeah, it's actually the the sister who's older who has more of a um, Plan. She's got a plan in place, and then okay. she ends up specifically and intentionally recruiting one of her brothers because he's he's the type of kid to like save his money up. Mm. So she knows he'll have more more money like saved up to be able to to sort of fuel this time away from home. And she recruits him into it, and then by the end of it, they are very close, you know. Cool. And and they're still they're still kind of there's a little bit of snark there. They're definitely not you know. Little women, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, yeah. they'd be Hansel and Gretel in another life. Okay, but I have to know: mm-hmm. do, does the museum come to life? At, after no, not closes? that one. No, that's, oh. it's not oh. that at the museum. No, they got oh, ripped off. Okay. They got plenty of other fun. So they, there's a real, well, really I, interesting they, history. They, they kind of told me that that happens at all museums. Yeah. Not well, they didn't stay at the Natural Museum. They didn't stay at the Natural History and Science Museum. They were at the museum bar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's a really fun one for the for uh, somewhat realistic, you know. Older, you know, older sister, younger mm-hmm. brother, different mm-hmm. personality. She mm-hmm. thinks she probably thinks he's, uh, uh, you know, a bit of a brat. He's a little bit more messy than she is. Right, you know? right. Um, so that's a that's a really fun one to kind of show that sort of somewhat dysfunctionality that gets, uh-huh. you know, that as gets well. a little healed over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and there are famous ones. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of. I say I. I think I don't read as many or watch as many things about, I don't read a lot of family dramas that are like about right, dysfunctional right. families as much. Um, <clears throat> I'm very close with my family, so either I'm just 
cool with it. I just want a happy story, mm-hmm. or who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not. Right. I don't read as many. You don't want to see how the other half lives. <laughs> I guess so. Well, and I'll just say this too: not a, not every dysfunctional story means that mm-hmm. this that the family mm-hmm. hates each other. Absolutely. You know, uh, one of my favorite uh, mm-hmm. series of books, and I didn't even think about it as a family story, but it really is, and that's mm-hmm. the. Uh, Jenna Devonovich books, the Stephanie Plum mystery oh, series, okay. and um, and so she's not living with her family. She's living on mm-hmm. her own, but she goes and visits her family all the time. All the time, they are definitely a big mm-hmm. part of these books, uh, including Grandma Mazer, who is a very um, uh, cantankerous old woman that's kind of funny and and snarky and uh, you know you can always tell that that's really where Stephanie gets her her personality from mm-hmm. um, but um, I, I think that you know there's a lot of that kind of like snap uh, sniping at each other snarking at mm-hmm. each other uh, you know a lot of eye rolling but she still goes and she spends the time with her family. You know, she still loves her family. They still love her. They want her to succeed. They want her to have a good life. And you can tell that in these books. And I just absolutely uh, love that series of stories. That's fun. You know, that kind of, it's interesting. Now that we go into the realm of sort of mystery or... Um, so the Flavia de Luz series by uh-huh. Ellen Bradley. You know, that it. was who I was thinking of when Mark was talking about uh-huh. those precocious little kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. The main character is 11. She is yeah. a, and how a chemistry she... prodigy and she right. helps solve mysteries, yes. Okay. But they're still really good. Yeah. But she also has this really... Well, that's why they end up in books. Right. The kids exactly. that aren't like that just don't end up in books. They don't books. get to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But what are you trying to say, Mark? <laughs> but no, um... That character is somewhat hampered by the fact that she just, her and her sisters, just no communication, you know, really. Mm-hmm. Or there's some, but like they're very, they're not very close, very different personalities. Mm-hmm. That is a factor of some of the loneliness that's somewhat self imposed by her personality, but somewhat with the family as well, is what leads her to do things like seek out, you know, this mystery investigation and stuff like that. True. Or even, I don't know if you guys have ever, this is actually an interesting one I thought about, just thought about now, is the show Numbers, if you guys ever watched that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Which is yeah, the two brothers so big the about father. the family dynamic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. about the FBI agent bringing in his math technician brother to begin to solve cases. And eventually they also end up using the father sometimes with his, like, city slanter background. And, and, and then they also bring in, uh, you would also argue that the people in, the rest of the cast, uh, or the people that are around them, are also part of their family, like yes. uh, the professor friend of the brother. Of the brother, yeah. And, uh, Charlie, Charlie's best friend, mm-hmm. Larry. You know, yeah. They're also both professors. Yeah. And, uh, yes, and they, they, so it's a really good example of first sort of these core three people who are related to each other, but then surrounding themselves with what becomes a found family as well. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that's so a really here's good Here's one. one of the, the best quotes I've seen on found families. Um, Jim Butcher, uh, Dresden Files, number eight, proven guilty. <laughs> I don't care whose DNA has recombined with whose. When everything goes to hell, the people who stand by you without flinching, they are your family. Yes. Yeah, and that like is that. that is definitely I think mm-hmm. what you want when you're looking for a family. Now, Mark, mm-hmm. you you brought up earlier mm-hmm. what is maybe in a family that you don't want to be a part of. Yeah. What what would you say falls in that category? Well, I, I guess ones in which um, everyone is just out 
for their own good. Um, they're not looking after each other. Um, they are Any not, family not, not history supportive. Of the Borgias. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Any family history of the Borgias. The Borgias, yeah. yeah. Part of the Borgias. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't want to be in a royal family at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and there, there are pros and cons of being part of a crime family, but mm, uh, right. life, life expectancy certainly falls pretty dramatically. Right. Um, the Corleones, as yeah, you said. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Um, the, the family in uh, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, not Tolkien, uh, what am I thinking of? <laughs> oh, um, Martin. Uh, George Martin? George, George R. Martin, yes. Yeah. J uh, George Martin. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Game of Thrones. Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah. You wouldn't want to be a part of that family. You really want, so there's yeah. reasons for different ones. So like, uh, like a strong family dynamic with, what was it, the, um, what is it, the... I didn't watch the show. <laughs> Arya and her sister, like, like a Jon Snow, that family had a strong family dynamic, but they, they a lot of them died. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And sure. the Starks, there you go. Yeah. But then you definitely wouldn't want to be part of the um, the ruling family as well. They had their own complications of family dynamic. I'm right. not going to go into. Right. <laughs> so, certainly. Absolutely. Certainly, then yeah. Then there's also uh, families that are uh, are very dysfunctional to an abusive sense as well. Um, mm -hmm. I, I would I think of the book Educated. Yeah. And um, and uh, what is the one that's set in in, in Alaska? Is it? Oh, I don't know that one. Um, oh my gosh, my phone wow. is over there, so I can't look it up. But we'll put it in the show notes. Mm -hmm. But basically, they go to Alaska because the father is uh, has PTSD from being in the Vietnam War, mm -hmm. and uh, he's kind of uh, there he's isolated them even from the people who are in the town of isolated oh, people wow. and oh, wow. they're That's just really kind of like you know we can support you you know we're all survivors we all mm -hmm. need to survive together and and uh and he doesn't want that at all and you know gosh and then you know it's interesting the though, great alone the great, the great alone, alone i have heard of that yeah yeah you know it's interesting because you have some in-between stuff there's one mm -hmm. um i was just thinking of which, uh, oh, this is where I leave you, which is a novel, and I saw the film version, which is a, a gentler version of people who are like, that sort of trope of, you know, oh, we're all kind of messed up from childhood, aren't we? Um, but, you know, we're family together, and that's what keeps us together. So mm -hmm. I think I think that's probably mm -hmm. the closer to it, where you can reminisce of the things that you didn't right. do, the things that right. you did, the happy and the good and the bad, <laughs> together at the same time, so. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of math, and I think that's probably what we can strive for is, is that one. I don't know. Uh, sometimes I see my own family in stories, and sometimes I don't. But I find them all really interesting, regardless if I want to be part of that family, or if I hope I, they never move on my block. Well, I would just go on the record well, and say, about the uh, uh, go ahead. moving on to your block, um, uh -huh. we completely overlooked one of the longest running series on uh, American TV uh, that is all kind of centered on a family. Uh, the Simpsons. The Simpsons. Oh, how did yes. that? This is kind of uh, mm -hmm. a little bit off the wall, but how did the Simpsons factor into the discussions that we've had? Uh, the, the, there, there's a yeah. sense in which there's they have a, each other's back despite their yeah, quirks. Yeah, they but they also, it. But you also wouldn't be surprised if they surprisingly betrayed each other. Yeah. 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 The, the, the question is, are, I they, think they're are, right they up making, the are they making each other better? No. Yeah, and so that's one they're of the not. things that. But that they're also lacking. accepting each other where they are. Right. 
So I that's guess that, that's probably that's probably sometimes what it is for most proud people. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's a real depiction of family. I right. don't know. Honestly, yeah. though, I love my family. I want to go on the record and saying <laughs> my family and I were very bonded with each other, but. Uh, uh, that doesn't stop me from wanting to be parts of some other families well, in literature too, right? and yeah, TV. Can, can it's like, um, exactly. like one of my favorite things from The Wizard of Oz. If you so in the book, actual book series, Dorothy eventually moves to Oz. Oh yeah, Does with she take her, her aunt and uncle. Oh. So they all get to go. So first they were just going to let Dorothy go, but then she's like, this is my family, and they all go there. And I was like, yeah, I like that fantasy. Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. only do you get to, to, to join the fantasy world, you get to bring your family with you. Right. <laughs> and, and that's the great thing about literature is that yeah. we, um, you can borrow one of these other families for mm -hmm. a short time and inhabit their world and mm -hmm. live you with can, them. You can live, and in, the, you can like, back, live in the skin of one of them. Yeah, you can go back to your your real family that you now, also love. Now I yeah. want to be in the book Air Affair right now. So, you oh, know. that's oh. a fun yeah. one. Tell, tell, me about, huh? tell me about that. Oh, basically, that. Uh, uh, so it's a kind of fantasy sci-fi it's fantasy sci-fi kind of More it's a, fantasy, sort of a crime story too. yeah and so <laughs> she's a literary detective that it was incredibly thursday next is the name of the main character uh, and it's okay. an incredibly um a different type of society where literature thursday is next more is respected than anything else and yes. so so if 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 our society so it's basically like what if people like literature the way they like sports right oh, okay. and then they um she has an uncle who is figured out how to uh, open up books where you can actually go into a book. Yeah, oh, some so very some people have this this talent. Yeah, and including so herself. and so she she goes in every once in a while. So now I want to jump into a book, yeah. join a family, and then go. Oh my gosh, I don't want to be anywhere near this family anymore. And then and leave. Then leave. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the best bit. Like, yeah, I, I think you know what? I think out of all of these, George Burns is right. Oh, yes. The best is that lovely, happy, healthy family another, another a town away. away. Right. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. So, well, yeah. I, I think that uh, there's lots more to be said about family, but I think that brings us to kind of a, a nice little stopping mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. We're kind of mm -hmm. going full circle. Definitely. Mm -hmm. um, are, there, are, are there any things that you are currently reading that are not necessarily about family um, that you would recommend? Um, well, I'll tell you, you a, sh a show that I've liked. It was on. It's off of FX. It's, I think you can watch it on Hulu, which is a bit of a found family. So these are kind of our recommendations. Yeah, this, this, is a, this, is a, this is a television show. It's very silly. It's called where? Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, in the shadows. What we? Uh, what we do in the shadows? Oh, oh yeah. Which is about okay. vampires. Yeah. Yes, vampires. Oh, okay. Yes. There is a there is a movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a movie, and then this is a television show, and it's definitely some found family stuff happening mm -hmm. there, and it's just lovely, silly fun. It's a little bit more adult. It is from FX, from Basic Cable, so I wouldn't recommend it for adults mm -hmm. rather than for children. But it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of fun, and I watched that recently because I was in a spooky mood, having just come out of you know Halloween, Halloween. time. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, I, I I'm gonna t uh, to tag on that too as well a little bit because I um, was watching Evil uh, oh, yeah, from CBS and um, what, uh, that also talks about families a lot so mm -hmm. the, the one of the main characters has a family of uh, five girls I think and they're always running around just talking all over each other and just you know the energy is just like through the roof and, and uh, that's one of those families that I'm fond of because of their bond, but there's a lot of issues. Fair enough, yes. especially in a show called Evil. <laughs> yes, there, there's a lot more issues than just that, but yes. Right. How about you, Mark? 
Well, yeah, the, the two things that I've read lately, and I guess they both have, it's hard to get away from family. One well, way, you know, one it's reality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, one was uh, nonfiction by John Green, uh, The Anthropocene Reviewed. Oh, I listened to that podcast. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't read that book so yet. So this has been turned into a book uh, for non-podcast mm-hmm. listeners, of which we have no listeners that fall into that category. Right. By definition. Yeah. You, but, all, yeah, you all apply. <laughs> you, may, all you, may know, <laughs> you may know a non-podcast Even if you're just listener. listening to this one podcast. Yes. Right. Um, and it, it's, a, it's a wonderful kind of hodgepodge of uh, re- uh, reviews and reflections yeah. on different things. Yeah. And uh, every, ranging from Dr. Pepper to uh, the QWERTY keyboard to Haley's Comet. To cholera. Uh, yeah, <laughs> cholera. Um, and uh, so it's wonderful, kind of episodic. You can pick it up and put it down and pick it up and put it down. I so really, really enjoyed it. Um, the Anthropocene reviewed. Which is basically, that's the era of geological time that humans have been affecting. Okay, yes, exactly. Um, And the other is the second in Richard Osman's Thursday Murder Club Mm. series, uh, The Man Who Died Twice. And this is also kind of a found family. The the mystery solvers are a quartet of octogenarians in a care home in England that use the skills that they learned in their careers, and they're constantly underestimated by younger folks who don't think that older <laughs> folks have anything that they know or can do. And uh, I guess some of them are septuagenarians. Don't want to age them all prematurely. Uh, but uh, it, it's, it was delightful. Um, uh, he's a wonderful writer, and I'd recommend uh, both the Thursday Murder Club works very highly. All right, awesome, great. All right, well, before we conclude, Mark, I have one last quote to say. Uh Okay, show me a family of readers, and I will show you the people who moved the world, and that is by Napoleon Bonaparte, which I never thought of him as a reader, but you know. (laughs) Well, you know, actually, I mean, uh, a lot of great leaders were affected by others, so Mm -hmm. I would imagine that he read plenty of stuff about Alexander the Great. Good point. Good yeah, point. And that's right. where he got, you know, some of his ambition. So. Yeah. So the the Eastern March. Maybe mm-hmm. you should skip that part. Of but I just say <laughs> though that out. all of our podcast listeners mm-hmm. most likely are readers, and mm-hmm. we love to see you come into the library wherever that may be. Yeah. We're glad that you're part of our library family. There, I said it. Thank there you. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Shelf Check. Music for the podcast is Wonderful Adventures by Julian Van Arb under license from FirstCom Music, Inc. Production and editing by Stephen Mackwee. And thanks to the Arlington Public Library System and staff.